Well, what's protocol for approaching a topless babe on a beach? I listen to Linkin Park every day of my life. <laughs> every single day. Really? Dude, and he's so jacked. And I'm like, God, that's the most baddest movie ever. Girls love it when you do that, right? I'm sure it feels because... warm and... No! It... Oh. I mean, you have Burmese pythons for arms. All right, slow it down. <laughs> Hello, the future. I made a movie. You probably haven't heard me talk about it yet. It's called The Horse's Ass, and it's available on Amazon. We got 29 five-star reviews and one four-star review. <clears throat> Not sure what uh, possessed someone to drop that last star, but hey, that's critique. That's show business. But go check out the movie. It's really funny. Email that snugglydragon at gmail.com for a chance to have your message read during our podcast. Here's what Luca Carini had to say. Buongiorno. Okay. No, non avendo ricevuto risposta alla precedente. This is all in Italian. This is 100% in Italian, and there's a link at the bottom. This seems like spam, but you know what? Thanks for your, your message anyway, Luca. Rimangio a sua disposizione per eventuali dubbi o domande. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll send you some, some free snuggleware. Cool. If you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways to support it. Say it's Fuego on iTunes. Throw us a couple stars, baby. Share your favorite episode with your mom. And hit that little purple subscribe button. Moms love the Snuggly D. Sup? I drink Tito's Vodka exclusively on this radio show because it's chock-filled with calcium and B vitamins essential for diaphragmatic projection. And that's just good old-fashioned science, folks. Tito's Vodka, vodka for dog people made in Austin, Texas, which is the capital of Texas. Capital of Wyoming? Cheyenne, Delaware? Dover, Idaho? Boise, very good. Q's pet peeve of the week. Quote, Okay, Lin-Manuel Miranda, we get it. Hamilton was an amazing show and you're charismatic. Doesn't mean that you need to dip your nose in everything else under the sun. Stay in your fucking lane, pal. Whoa, harsh words from, uh, okay, uh, end quote, I gotta say. Uh, Q-Man, apparently, is not in favor of this, uh, this Latin guy who's seeking to expand his uh, hold in the entertainment industry. I don't know. I don't really know this guy. I never saw Hamilton. Heard it was cool, though. Uh, but you know what? Here at the Snuggly Dragon, we officially boycott anything made by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Sweet name. Uh, one of those names is a girl's name. The other one is an Asian guy's last name. And then the third one is Jesus's name, sort of. Who do you think you are, Jesus? Come on. All right. Gear up for this episode, honestly, because it's pretty sexy and provocative. We get sort of raunchy, talking a whole lot about lady sex, but it's honest, raw dialogue coming from a couple of dudes with just stupendous libidos. So if you don't like it, go listen to the, one of the episodes with my mom or something, you little scamp. All right. Love you guys, though. Thanks for coming on the show, Brandon. You were great. Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Welcome to the Snuggly D, baby. We got Brandon Cohen rocking his uh, his Saints tee, which just brings 
regretful memories. How did you? How are you dealing with with that whole situation of the Saints? Uh, it's tough, man. I actually was watching the game in Santiago, Chile. Oh shit! I had to convince this this bartender in my broken Spanish. I was like, "Yo, are we able to change?" Use the your broken Spanish. What, I want to see what that sounds like. I was like, like "Puede puede cambiar un canal." And television, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Deportes, like football americano." Portes. Deportes. Oh, deportes. sport, yeah. And so we found it, mm-hmm. and um, changed it, washed it. It was nice. sad. What was the crowd like in in the bar? I had like a couple people around me. They were they were getting into it. I was rocking like a black Saints uh, shirt. Oh, I saw your Instagram. You were just <laughs> Saints out the entire way. It was I'm awesome. trying. Hardly home, but always repping. <laughs> yes. There will be a overabundance, a complete saturation of Drake quotes. Plethora. At any, at any time we can slip it in, it's just going to get slipped in. I'm sitting across from maybe one of the, the bigger Drake fans that I know besides myself. Um, yeah, that's a toast right there. If you're listening to this, it's not too it's late. Too- <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I imagined your bar setup, setup was... No, probably wasn't as cool as mine. I wanted to go downtown. I wanted to be in the energy and the electricity and feel it all. And so, I mean, it was a great game, right? So for for the most of it, it was just exciting. Everyone was like, yeah, and we were kind of kicking butt. And I think we were leading the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, until until the end. Until that end. And, like, this kind of segues perfectly because you're a referee yourself, so I kind of wanted to see if you had any any inside kind of empathy or, you know, just... Yeah, um... I mean, let me preface the arbiter aspect of this by saying it's like one of the few times in my life when I've traveled where I got FOMO. Hmm. I was like, damn, New Orleans is popping right now. New Orleans was about it. Like, I could feel the energy being so far away. I was like, I kind of wish I was home right now. Yeah. But I had to put on for my city and nobody fucking with me. So we'll get to uh, to your <laughs> South America trip for sure. Don't worry about that. I want to hear about everything. Yeah. So um, back to the the referee aspect. I mean, obvious. But no one's even yeah, arguing. Even I the mean, guy who committed the foul is like, yeah, that was a. Yeah. There's no way he didn't see it. Ooh. There's no way. Well, it's 2019. We got HD TV, 900 different angles of cameras. Someone could have seen it. And right. the fact that we couldn't review that and, and change the call. Because that was such a game-altering right. decision. No, it, it was a match-critical incident is what we say in soccer. Ooh, like, max-critical. And, like, um, if you miss one of those, you'll fail uh, soccer referee assessment. Hmm. Like, you have somebody in the stands or watching your game on TV, and they're taking notes, and it's like, if you miss a red card or a PK or, like, certain other big incidents hmm. that can, like, change or influence the game... The referees you're, are you're being done. refereed. Yeah, like you fail. Like Every no single what, game? No, you just fail that game, like no matter what else but you, you do. But you get uh, your assessment every single game? Every big game, mm-hmm. they'll put like a national assessor on your game. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a team. In football, there's like six or eight. There's like a line judge, a back judge, umpire. Oh, I just feel like in that in that situation, you have to consult with your teammates like, in big soccer games, like, we wear headsets, and I'm like, yo, Max, I, I think I saw, like, a, a handball in the box. Like, uh-huh. did did you see that? And you're like, yeah, I think it was number 13. And I'll be like, I'm not sure. And then the other ref will chime in and be like, no, it was number 7. Hmm. And, and you so, can make a call exactly. moments later? 
like that? Because isn't that kind of... It's the... supposed to be as simultaneous as you can, but right. at the end of the day, I don't care how long it takes. I want to get it right. So you would call... How, how long after the the infraction would you throw your little flag? So if I was in the NFL referee, I mean... I just threw a flag. I have an ironic penalty flag that I use for, for goofs sometimes. Isn't it ironic? Sorry. Is that a Drake one? No, it was, I think, Alanis Morissette. Whoa, whoa, let's, let's try and stay on brand here, Mr. Cohen. Um, I mean, your team's got to get that. End of the day, you got to get that. I don't think there'll be those referees should be allowed to officiate an whoa. NFC championship game next season. I think that's fair. I, I mean, human error is part of it, right? I get it. But I think missing an offside is more human error. I feel like missing that. that. So you think <laughs> he saw it and, did, and didn't and did deem it? Has, has there been an interview with that referee who no. was closest? No, I don't Smart. think so. Do you think something fishy is going on? I mean, somebody on Twitter was like, the NFL helped funded the L.A. Stadium. The mm-hmm. NFL helped... The Rams, like, get their organization jump-started. They're a new, exciting team. Yeah, and they want them to succeed, but at the end of the day, I really, really, in my heart of hearts, don't want to believe that there's collusion or conspiracy. I mean, there's definitely a level of something going on that we don't know about. I mean, weird stuff happens. That That's just, that's just in the name of the game. Do I think that's what's going on in this particular case? God, I, I hope not. Because I feel like everyone pulls for the Saints. It's the Saints. I know. Actually, like, reading some comments on YouTube and Twitter, like, a lot of people don't really like Sean Payton that aren't Saints fans. And I'm like, damn, I've hmm. never I never heard the, the hate I've never before. considered a universe where you don't love Sean Payton. Me too. And it's yeah. like, dude's a good guy. He's been our coach for since Katrina. Yeah. I don't want to talk smack about him, but I heard... Some, no, we're not talking smack about him. I love him, but I heard some juicy stuff about him. But come on. He's, he's our guy. I... I don't know. It scares me. Have you ever been in in like a... What's the biggest match you've ever refereed for? Because Brandon over here is a soccer referee. I think there's different levels. I mean, I've been in some pretty big collegiate games. Not as big as some of my like fellow soccer referees, but... We're not talking to them, but... Yeah, I did cheat. an I did an NCAA uh, tournament match. Whoa! Yeah, where? Uh, University of Auburn or Auburn University? Blah. Yeah, blah. Awful. Their coach. Not not the most friendly coach no. on the sideline. I feel like being a coach, especially once you get to the NCAA, as some people call it, you you're just. You're kind of a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you how do you be like the the image of a coach I have is whistle like hat thrown on the ground screaming because you're in charge of so much testosterone and, and whatnot. You kind of you can't really be this meek little dude. Right. Who's the uh, head coach of the Steelers? I'm blanking on his name. I was thinking uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, scariest dude I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't know what it is. I have, like, a crush on Mike Tomlin. He is horrifying. He's always got that chain hanging He's out. He's just a badass. He's got those sunglasses and the yeah. beard. That's, like, the kind of look I want to go for is, is Mike Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> Remember oh. Halloween you painted your skin? I did. I guess <laughs> I did blackface. <laughs> um, we want to be them and they want to be us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I... 
I, I fooled a couple people who I knew intimately. They, they didn't recognize that it was me, uh, which was really interesting. I, M- Milton McCluskey, shout out. I, I did the secret Landakai handshake on him at an event. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's beef. And he was like, oh! And he was freaking out. That's kind of cool. So- Do you think it was racially insensitive for me to dress up as a black person? Nah. It's Halloween. No, no bars held. Yeah, I mean, I was just dressing up as Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction, so it's like... I mean, you're a fan of the arts. It's a good movie. You're paying, like, in a homage. Yeah, it wasn't... I wasn't trying to be mean. No. Um, I don't know. It's kind of dicey. Do you think it's hilarious that there's a team called the the Redskins? Do you think that's a little uh, dicey? No, not at all. Like the Ole Miss... The rebels, like that, doesn't bother me at all. Rebels, what they changed? Oh, they wow. changed their name to like the Black Bears, and then like the Sharks. Rebels, or, meaning in the Civil War sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was like oh, a yeah. little Keebler. Keep, uh, what's a Keebler? The the cookies, like the Keebler <laughs> what? Uh, mascot. That's kind of what it looked like. It wasn't like a. Huh. I don't know. Uh, that stuff. People, it's 2018, 2019, people 2019. need to get over that. Yeah, maybe it's easy for you to say as a, a white male, maybe as me. But you're like, you got a little minority-ish going I on, mean, right? I mean, I'm you're, Jewish, so you're that's, like Jewish. that's a big... No, I'm I'm full Jew. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because is that a race or a religion? or? I mean, it's both. Like The Israelites were a people before. Not to get into all that, but yeah. So I'm, you're Israeli? No, 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 no. I'm you like Jewish. Lebanese, right? So my dad, born in Brazil, and then his his mother was Brazilian, his father was Moroccan. Wow. So, yeah, at the time, like in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, there were a lot of Jews in Morocco. And so he lived in Brazil for a little while, then moved to Morocco. Hmm. And then France owned Morocco. Long story. We got time, baby. They got their French citizenship, so a lot of them crossed the Mediterranean and moved to the the south of France. I hear it's nice over there. It's pretty decent. So I've never had a bad time there. Have you been there? You've been there before, South of yeah, France. Yeah, I only hear about times. that in like Drake songs. We just took our first trip to the Amalfi Coast. Couple days on the beach, then it's adios. That's Italy, but close enough. Uh, Got two foreign hoes in Italy. They DM me. What what song is that? Well, Migos. Oh come on, dude! I, all I'll I want be. is Drizzy. All I want is Drizzy from you. I'll be. I can't. I can't stand Migos. Did you wait? Did you go to a Drake concert in New Orleans? No, but I have seen him before. You blew it, dude. I know. Migos horrible, horrendously bad. Drake, unforgivably fantastic. Favorite album. Oh. Like, if you're just, if you want to listen from front to back, favorite Drake album. Oh, God bless you. That That's a question I've been asked before, and I went through every kind of track list, and I was like, mm. and then you kind of have to figure out, all right, well, what constitutes an album? Is More Life a playlist? Is Yeah. Is, I mean, drop the mixtape. Mixtape with Turn future. it into an album. Who'd have thought a countrywide tour would be the outcome? outcome. I... I'm Scorpion is is creeping close okay. to being because it's so long and it's just jam packed with hits. I love 
thank me later. I mean, take care. I'd probably go take care. Yeah. Just because of nostalgia, and that was that was my kind of college, and so many of my party, like the motto, and uh, I mean, come on. Tell mama I'm going to need reservations for 20. I've never really been one for the preservation, preservation of, of money. money. Do you have a, a an obvious favorite? That's tough. I'm either Take Care or Scorpion. Okay. A Scorpion. I like Take Care. There are a lot of good features in there as well, like Riri's in there, Rihanna. Yes, I am aware. I think Thank Me Later has some some of the good memories. I remember it first came out, and me and a fellow soccer player who's getting married pretty soon. Sup? Shout out Jordan Schwartz, baby. Oh, my God. Your wedding's on Friday, and we're going to get buck. Yeah. We can use their names as long as we don't say anything incriminating or oh, embarrassing. Okay. No. So don't say anything. But yeah, oh, I remember Jimbreeze loved uh, Like it first came out summer going into like freshman year of college, I think. Like senior year of high school. Yep, senior year cl- getting close to summer. Yeah. And like we just would bump it going, like driving to every soccer game. I used to ride in this forerunner. How'd you hear about Drake in the first place? Damn. The first I ever heard I of think, him was yeah. Best I Ever Had. Me too. That was I remember hearing, it was like a song on B97. B97. And it, it was, I didn't hear who it was or anything. And I thought it was somebody featuring someone else. Because he, uh, he sings the hook in, you know, a different yeah, yeah. flavor of tone, timbre. And then he kills the rap. And I remember being like, oh, damn, this rapper's sick. And, you know, this singer's pretty cool too. And then I eventually <laughs> found it was both. And I was like, whoa. But you know what? What and so I instantly I, I was vibing with it and then but you know when I fell in love, are any of y'all into girls like I am lesbian? Uh, and I I thought about it and I was like, whoa, that's clever. And I was and then I thought because it, it works on about three different levels of of wordplay, and I was like, oh, he probably he didn't mean to he didn't mean it like. And I was like, wait, of course he meant it like that. And I was like, I whoa, and then. It's been ever since. I I kind of I didn't put up my Drake poster in my room. I felt a little collegiate, but uh, it's rolled up in the back there. Sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. That's what you're the prettiest. I hope that y'all don't take it wrong. Uh, but we, yeah, when did you first hear him? Just on the radio? I think best I ever had. I have a little different opinion. Like when best I ever had came out, I was sipping on that haterade. Interesting. I I hated Drake. You the best I, I ever had. Oh no! I thought he was a little pretty boy. I be over there, shawty. I be over there. I be hitting all the spots that you ain't even know was there. Oh, dude, what? You weren't digging on his flow? I didn't like him. Interesting. And then, still fly. I Ooh. think put me on because he just kills it. Oh yeah. And then uh, Lil Wayne features in that mixtape. Mm-hmm. Forever. Was the song that did it? Oh yeah, Kanye. Because I was oh, one of the, man. I was the biggest Eminem fan. Really? Out of, like all our friends at Jesuit, hundred percent. So I can't really, I can't do Eminem. He's too angry. To, I used to love Eminem. Hmm. I will say, I mean, he's genius. I mean, yeah. he's so funny and so talented. But <laughs> I guess just with his particular brand of, it's different. I mean, I love like his. Some of his D12s, my band is so funny, and, you know, without me. I mean, he's iconic. He's great. Like, bless him. But, I don't know, he's kind of intense and mean and angry. That's fair. I just, 
I could listen to them in any mood, any <laughs> kind of setting. For me, I can find a song for any different vibe. Hmm. If I'm with a girl, if I want like a slow song. If I need to go work out, I can find some songs. If I want to go on a long run, I can find some songs. All right. I feel that. Yeah. So it's forever. I love Wayne's Man, verse in forever. Shh, my foot's sleeping on the gas. No what? brake pads. No, no such thing as last. And he, got this, he has this cool <laughs> piano riff. No, that was a bomb song. Oh, man. That was a good song. Yeah, it was fabulous. Um, okay, so you're all... You, when I was uh, just going back to the Saints, it was such a, a horrible jump from, from, oh my God, to, to just silence and just deflation. I, I can't remember the last time I was in in a spot where everything just... And like people didn't say anything. I heard in the Dome, it was, it was just so... And then it just... Just reticence. Can you imagine being in the Dome and, yeah. and hearing things? Oh, Honestly, yeah. I didn't think our receiver reacted enough. He got right back up and ran back to the line. Like, I get it. Yeah, but bless you gotta, that. You gotta I'm have composure. That. No, you are? I mean, I just I hate seeing people, oh my God, why? Yeah. Why? I just don't like, especially the NBA. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me started. God, I would like to get you started. I'm upset. 50,000 <laughs> on my head is disrespect. <laughs> Damn, you're good. Can't go 50 50 with no hope. Do you think LeBron complains too much? I mean, I feel like anything the dude does, I, I love him. But mm-hmm. no, I feel like he doesn't because everybody's gunning for him. I was just going to ask do you think he gets hammered 20,000 yes. times harder than anyone else? Yes, and he still puts up the numbers. Like, oh, man. Everybody knows what he's going to do. Look at last season. Like, he's older, he's oh, dude, more he's seasoned. Like in his prime, kind of now. Because you're, I mean, if you're, your, your game gets better with age, right? Your your, your athleticism kind of wanes, but you just get swag and whatnot, right? So, I mean, LeBron is, LeBron's got half a decade at least left. I mean, he's he's not going nowhere. Seems like best I ever had was a decade, decade to go. go. Decade to go. Still, got, still got, got a decade, decade to, go. to go. Oh, please, take it easy. Where's the, the love and the peace? peace. Um, how about my man Jimmy Harden? Hamez? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's crushing it. Oh, uh, yeah, what's Hamez? What does that mean? There's a soccer player named Hamez. It's James, but he's Colombian, so they pronounce it Hamez. Okay, not who I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, but Harden. Jimbo? Harden? Crushing it. But yeah. but is he kind of doing Russell Westbrook-y type stuff where maybe he's not going to be able to win a ship? He's going to get an MVP season, but is one rock star enough anymore? I'd, I'd give up an MVP for a championship. Oh, yeah. Any day. I'm sure he would as well. But what are you going to tell the guy? Like, pass more, don't play as, as intense offense? Uh, they I mean, need another another piece. I just don't want to see the Warriors win it. I think you better close your eyes then, bud. <laughs> God, they fucking suck. Uh, fucking I think Boogie Cousins, NBA I hate that dude. Ever assembled, and then they got Boogie Cousins. If I saw him in the street, you just drop him. I mean, no, just he would kill me, ass. but I would talk shit. What kind of shit would you talk? Because he would, if this were the wild, and you chirped, you know, he when I chirp, shot he chirp back. <laughs> That's Ti. Come on, I'm serious. <laughs> you get you get two more strikes. Um, what what would you say to to Boogie Cousins if you saw him in the street? 
I'd be like, you're a waste of God-given talent. Whoa. And you don't deserve to be where you are. You would say that? You'd look him in his eyes and say that? From how far away? Yes. I mean, there are so <laughs> many people out there hustling every day in the gym. Bitch, you wasn't with me shooting in the in gym? gym? Huh? <laughs> and uh, I don't There's just people like giving it everything they can to make it to the NBA. And this dude just has like this natural gift. Like he's huge, first of all. And he just wasted. Like he's lazy. He picks fights. Like with the Sacramento Kings, he was just a, a headache in the locker room. Like, come on, man. Like you're making so much money to play a sport. Like, just put it in perspective. Like, you could be serving in the military, or like you could be a teacher, like you could be doing so many other things, but you're making millions. Right. And you're being a little bitch about it. <laughs> I would love to watch you tell him that. Yeah. I, I mean, if why. he hits me, like, I'm going to get back up. I, I don't know, man. Would I back up Brandon Cohen? <laughs> if, if he started talking shit to Demarcus Cousins in the middle of the street, yeah, totally. I mean, I like to talk Maybe. shit. Any kids that played soccer with can. Are you one of those guys who screams at NBA players from this the stand from the comfort of the audience? I've been to a decent amount of Pell's games. I definitely uh, will yell a few things, but there's one person that comes to mind. He said something. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. About the dude's wife. And he oh. turned around and goes, you talk shit about my wife, I'm going to come up there and beat your ass. And I've never seen him put his tail between his legs <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's a... I mean, come on. Bless it's the so, groom. It's so, come on, stop. It's so <laughs> easy to just scream mean things like that, but damn. Because... Yeah. And I mean, all, you, all he's trying to do is get a reaction, just to say, "Oh, I got." And so you can't, you can't give it to him. But I don't know. I mean, they hear you, even if they don't react. Right. They hear it. Like as a referee on the field, I've been like threatened, like I'm gonna kill you, like I'm gonna stab you, like all the you name it. Whoa. And the worst is when it's in Spanish because I don't understand half of it. <laughs> so I'm just smiling, like. I mean, you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell when it's when there's ill will attached. Yeah. Yikes. You know, and you know how much money NFL referees make? I would say over two hundred fifty k. Oh wow! I don't think it's that much. Oh, it's not. But it's over hundred k. It should be more. It, I think they're suspect of bribery. Oh man, runs deep. I mean, look how much money is in the NFL. Right. Right. They should be making way more than a hundred k. And it's kind of an important. Yeah, there's just so much. There's so much money in the production, so that's why they make over 100k, just because that's cool. But it's also super difficult job, right? It is. It is. I mean, fifty thousand on my head is disrespect. Right. (laughs) Talk to me about South America, baby. You just came from a a gnarly trip. It was fun, man. I'm just trying to keep up with your lifestyle. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) What? So you you found a gap. Found love could, in a hopeless could, place. You're just you're you're doing low hanging fruit. We can't just do a whole well, we can't just do a whole podcast where we cite arbitrary quotes unless they're Drake. Why'd you want to go? So you're going back to the the fatherland, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad's from there. I mean, and wh- where'd you go? To, just tell tell me everything. Give me. I made 
uh, horseshoe. Started on the East Coast, Brazil, mm-hmm. then slowly ventured all the way south to like Patagonia, and then came back up the West Coast, Chile. And why were you making horseshoes? You're you're an equine fan? No, I just you mean navigationally, directionally. You directionally. Were, you were making, oh, okay. You did, we're not producing no booties for horses. Okay. Wait a minute. Horseshoes. Horses have hooves with like calcium kind of dense bottoms and then horseshoes you nail like some sort of tough substance into the bottom of their nail allegedly it doesn't hurt we we used to go to the fairgrounds the racetrack austin Kranz, his parents owned yeah, uh, yeah. like horses so he went to st catherine shout out dude the, he went to country day too I, yeah, I was, yeah i remember i, I think was, they owned the the facility. I yeah, don't, I don't they, think they just owned horses. I think they they were, they were big wigs back then, and yeah. super nice kid by the way. Oh, all star class act. Um, and yeah, I feel like we used to tour there, and jockeys would tell us like, doesn't hurt. It's just kind of a wacky uh, thing. Anyway, yeah, not to digress. You. It's fun. Brazil is my favorite country in South. Where'd America. you fly into? Rio de Janeiro. Oh, sup? Did you get robbed or anything? No, but okay. I did have my my debit card was hacked. Craziest thing like hmm. that's ever happened to me on a trip. Somebody must have walked by me with one of those readers and got into my checking account. With what do you mean walked by you with a reader? Like they read the numbers off my debit card that was in my pocket. You can, you can just like scan. Yeah, there's like the a clothes? machine. Mm-hmm. Huh? And they were charging things, and I looked at my account. And I'm like. That wasn't me. Like, I know I was at the Palms last night and ended up losing everything that I came with. <laughs> but I didn't lose, I didn't lose it. Like, I don't have that much money to lose. And when it was like depleting, I was like, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. So I called the bank and I was like, just cancel it. You check your your bank statements every couple of days? No, when I travel. Oh, uh, right. Just, uh, yeah. Make but sure. I only use Wi Fi when I travel. I like to soak up the, the ambiance. Oh, you don't use Wi-Fi? I only use Wi-Fi. Like, only, oh, not data. AT&T like, has this thing. You can pay $10, and you can use your phone unlimited like oh, every wow. day. $10 a day, and it's like... No, it's nice to unplug it all, it man. It is, man. Uh, so what I've learned... Phone's you should, blowing up. You should... Cutting off my cellular. I'm a superstar. It's on to my, my nebula. nebula. Whoa, that's I will break a leg. Break an arm um, and a fibula. When I break it down. When I, when I break it down. I hugged and kissed the drum Dude, That kit. was a wrestling like anthem for us. We crushed that one. That was like 2009. Oh, man, yeah, that was, that was an old. I have a Rummel friend who claims he lost his virginity to that song. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not one I would I would lose my virginity to. No, but I've definitely done some action to that song. <laughs> it's number one on I've, CD number four in my car. Interesting. I've beat some ass to that song. <laughs> but uh, as far as doing other things to some ass, no, I, I would normally. I don't like his kind of rap. I like his R and B for that. Okay. And his singing and whatnot yeah, yeah, is yeah. much better. But what I learned before I forget to everything credit card. Everything credit yep. card, especially in America, because it's just capitalism is what's up. Absolutely. It's, if something goes wrong, it's their money, it's not yours. And if you pay for something with credit instead of your actual money, one, security reasons, 
you know, it's much safer. Two, you just build credit, which is a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of want to just blast credit all day. I mean, I wasn't, like, charging my debit card. I had to pull out. You just you just got swiped through your pants. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, See, that's some next-level Black Mirror-type shit. That was, that's messy. It is. But it didn't ruin my trip. And, like, my dad works for Wells Fargo. So before, every time I, like, go abroad, I always exchange currency. Mm-hmm. As like a backup. Another good rapper. The Hot Spitter. Oh, yeah. From NOLA. Live from the 504. Anyways. So that's Lil Wayne, but <laughs> it's okay. So you fly into Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Well, I have two uncles that live there. Okay. Half the year. Nice. Where do they live the other half? Uh, Sammy lives in Munich, Germany, the other half. He's a film actor. What? Yeah, like, he knows so many superstars. Like, he used to live in L.A. for a while. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, some, like, designers, like, uh, Ralph Lauren, like, Versace. Like, he just knows people. Like, he knows... How old is he? He knows a couple, like, famous porn stars. Who doesn't? Oh, you mean... Knows them. Like, he's uh, made their acquaintances. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's just killing it in the... The Brazilian film market? And then the Munich film market? Munich, Munich. Like, most of his films have been in Munich TV shows. Like, we were, we went to, uh, cool story, we went to this waterfall. It's pretty famous. It's called Foz do Iguazu, Iguazu Falls. Foz do Iguazu? It's, it's Portuguese, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's three, tres fronteras, like three frontiers. You can see it from the Brazilian side, the Argentinian side, and then Paraguay kind of got shat on. They didn't really make a lot of money from it, but Argentina and Brazil kind of have the... Tourism. Yeah, exactly. And so we booked a hotel on the Argentinian side, and the lady was checking us in, and my Uncle Sammy was uh, speaking... He speaks like seven languages. Italian, German, Portuguese, Moroccan, English, French, Spanish. Yeah. it's It's crazy. Fluently. Fluent. Wow. And he has two passports. Um, What? Can you do that? He was born in Spain, and then he has a an EU passport. Wow! But no, he has the EU passport because of Spain, and then he has a Brazilian passport because of Brazil. Yeah, and so the lady's checking us in, and they're talking. He's like a, a charmer. I mean, it runs in the Cohen blood. And the lady was like, "I recognize her voice," and he's just talking, and she's like, "Yeah, do you do like commercials?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she asked him if he did this, like, certain product commercial. And he's like, yeah, that was me. She recognized his voice from a commercial. Wow. In which language? Crazy. In Spanish. Whoa. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. That's gnarly. I know. And, uh, I mean, this dude dresses, like, to the T. Like, any kind of name brand, like Gucci. Like, any, anything. He knows all the name brands. Like, he huh. just... It's really cool to he's really cool to hang out with. Yeah, he sounds cool. He reminds me of, like the Dosakis man. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, then, any kind of just roll me through your itinerary. How long yeah. were, you, were you there for? Twenty six days. You were in South America for twenty six. It was too long. Oh yeah. Before I, before I left, I was like, I don't I don't want to do this. This is too long. Huh. But what do you mean it's too long? Just get I just homesick. There, I I was moving too much. But I was actually in Brazil for like nine days, so it was perfect. Yeah, it's nice to 
to go and chill instead yeah. of having to okay every two days transplant. You no, know, I mean come on, that has its charms as well. But right. there's definitely something to just. Chill. I mean, I'm kind of just scoping out all the spots because mm-hmm. I want to revisit every spot I've ever been to hmm. with like a significant other. I don't want to get married, but whoa. Lots to unpack there. We'll get, we'll get into that down the road. But yeah, I want to spend more time going to more depth in each spot I've been to. Just because you're a nostalgic kind of guy, and you wanna you wanna revisit through a different lens, you know, different perspective yeah. down the line. And I mean, I want to spend more money in every place I've been. I want to do it a little bigger. Hmm. Okay. And if you go back, you just kind of know what's up. Exactly. And you know how to ball out a little better than you would at a new place. That makes sense. I, I feel like a lot of people would want to to go to a new spot every every travel time. I mean, there are a few new spots still on the radar, but there are a few spots I've been to where it's like, I'm coming back here. Yeah. And there are a few spots I've been where I'm like, I'm not coming back. Interesting. I'm definitely going back to Sydney. Definitely going yeah, back you to crushed. Queenstown. You crushed Australia. Dude, Australia rocks. How were the women? <laughs> the women were gorgeous well first of all there aren't any fat people in australia being overweight is a highly american thing as i'm sure you noticed in south america right or i should say a highly north american thing is is being overweight so so pretty much most people are just going to be two points hotter like the average person is is plus two of of an american but bondi beach dude are you kidding me that's the place. That's the place. Oh my God. I fell in love on the beach many times. Uh, probably one in five babes, topless. Everyone, everyone's just, I mean, it's just a lot more, I don't want to say vain, but people are, it's just more fit and more, Yeah. people are just hotter over there. And uh, and it's just, God, there was, and it's, it's an international place, so there's Brazilians, there's Italians, there's... And just hearing an Australian babe's accent, that's another plus, too, yeah. right? Oh, man, the people were I thought I found gorgeous. a girl in my dreams at, at the, the strip, strip club. club. Fuck, Fuck it, I was wrong, wrong though. No. That's a funny story that I'm kind of saving for, a, for a stand-up comedy routine, <laughs> but I saw this girl at the beach, and it was like, you couldn't, oh, you couldn't have, it couldn't have been better. I, I sat down, and then she was like, laid down her towel pretty close to me and just topless and just oh it's so bad well what's protocol for approaching a topless babe on a beach that you've never met before are you allowed to just walk up to a topless girl and and start flirting with her i mean or is that not cool no i think it's acceptable they're they're topless beaches in france where my family lives Mm -hmm. um and i mean i've definitely talked to girls it's hard like not to stare (laughs) (laughs) and like you know, kind of like act like you've been there before, like seen a pair of titties, but I, I couldn't still like I couldn't stand up for reasons that I won't explain. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was fully. Engulfed. That's why you got to wait for him to go in the water. I, 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 I could not. I was reading my Kindle, and I, I could not. This was one <laughs> of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, and she was almost fully naked. It, it was like it was unreal. So I was like, All right, I gotta talk to her. You gotta talk to her. And I just I couldn't go up while she was tops. I'm not good at cold calling. Okay, I, I, it's not my style. So she gets up to leave, and I'm like, "All right, come on." And so I go up to her and I say, "Excuse me, I'll never forgive myself if I don't tell you that uh, my name's Max and I love your your nails." Like, I just, I'm like <laughs> or something. 
and she laughed and, and she she we kind of we were talking for a little bit and she told me where she works and it was it was actually a Mardi Gras celebration that night Mardi Gras in Sydney is this huge 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 party uh and she was like yeah I'm I'm, I'm working and I ended up going on this crazy wild ride of a night after the parade to like go find her and, and I'd like change pants with the dude because I was wearing shorts. It was like a whole thing. I'm I'm saving it. I'm saving it because it's it's truly like a cinematic hilarious story. But yeah, it was, it was wacky. Anyway, women, people, just the the dudes too. Come on, just a bunch of just everyone's just shredded with a bunch of cool tattoos. Yeah, Brazil has tattooed. I mean, oh, dude, international is, is tatted out. And I'm a sucker for girls with tats. Really? I love girls with tats. I, it's a fine line for me. It's a fine line for me. Little kind of cute, sexy, hidden ones in like surreptitious locations. I'm cool with. <laughs> I'm not a big sleeves fan. Just very visually arresting, you know. But uh, what kind of what what was what's one of the sexier tats you've ever seen? Can you think of any? Damn. I want to get my kind of leg sleeved up a little ah, bit, like a little half sleeve on the leg. Alexi's legs. Yeah, dope. Alexi's yeah. got some nice tats. You know, there was this one girl. It just didn't work out. But <laughs> when does it ever? I mean, we were we were you know friends for a little while, and she had like a a sleeve on her left arm. And then, like, a a little sexy-looking girl on her back left shoulder. When then, you say sexy-looking girl, Like I an animated girl with, like, a skirt and, like, a... Okay, full nice body. lingerie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just a sexy babe. Yeah. I was and thinking, like, a stick figure or no, something. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then she had, like, someone on her right shoulder... And then she was wow. a kick, she was a kickboxer too. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I mean, this girl was a badass. Genius. We were together for like athlete decent amount. Like my friends all met her and stuff. She was cool. It just I was. Oh, this isn't in South America. This is a no. She's American. Domestic. All Half right. Japanese too. Whoa! Oddly, I've like I've there've been at least five girls that were half Japanese in the past like two years. Really? I'm not gonna call it a thing, but. Sound, I'm, I'm calling it a thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. Um, the half Japanese kind of mixed tight. races are can be so beautiful, right? It's it's that's definitely a thing. Man, I have to give a speech at this wedding, and like I'm the worst with relationship advice because <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been in a relationship for like ten percent of my life, if that. Is that low or high? I that's mean, that's, I'd say that's pretty low. Yeah, I guess that's low. Coming from kind of a South, you know, Catholic background, that's, I guess that's sort of low. Yeah, I mean, if I you're just, if you're 27 right now, 2.7 years in relationship. 23 with a money tree. I just planted more, too. Sup? Um, no tats, but the ink on my money's still wet. You would think we planted a tree the way the money's grown. Um... So I'm wait, two point so seven gone. years. So you don't you haven't been in a relationship for three years of your of your life, you don't think? I definitely have. No. Not at all. Oh wow. Three years? Not total? a monogamous relationship. I'm ta- I'm talking total. All of your relationships no. ever. Not not three years. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wow. No way. Wow. I mean like a consistent hookup. But I've No, never... I'm talking no, label has no. been placed upon it. And I am I'm under I'm two getting years. away from, from labels. I'm under two. Hmm. Yeah. My what longest I, is 13 months. 
Wow. I think I've had I've had repeats of every single major one. And come on, no one wants to hear us talk about this. <laughs> uh, marriage. You, you, you're kind of opting out, obviously, done, no no chance? I mean, my dad's been married three times. Wow. And I've just seen, like, what it's done to his two kids from the previous, like, my half-sister, my half-brother. Like, they're great people. I love them. Like, I talk to them all the time. Like, my dad doesn't, but I do. And it's just, you know, I got, like, this family dynamic. We all have stuff going on, but... I just don't want to do that to kids and like you don't want to do marriage to kids you don't you don't want to marry your kids I don't want the right. risk of That's probably a good idea. of getting a divorce huh and to me it's the worst financial investment you can make oh god yeah there's no upside like it's just no then the, there's a financial upside is getting married you get tax breaks and and true it's you save money on rent and you I mean you get okay. dual incomes so there's definitely an upside all right but I just feel like you sound like Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, like I've listened to his Joe Rogan, <laughs> Rogan experience. That was surprisingly fantastic. I mean, he, I he was way more humanized than I was. Three hours, I didn't put it down. No, it was good. It was good. I mean, that dude's crazy. That dude, he said he's done everything he's ever wanted to do. The story about him getting a heart attack. What was that again? He, like, went. He went skiing with his friends and got, like, you know, super wasted, did some drugs, stayed up with a girl all night. Like, haven't done that before. And, like, the next day they flew flew back to Vegas, and his friend's like, dude, let's go out. And he's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he takes a bunch of drugs, and oh, he like, just has, like, chest pain the next day. And... He had a heart attack. And he didn't realize? Yeah, like, I mean, he wasn't going to die, but... It was like a mini... Yeah, yeah. Cardio... It, it happened pulmonary. again the next day. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, you were going hard you in the pain. You gotta sleep. Yeah, you gotta sleep. Yeah. You can't just... You can't just do drugs and caffeine and cocaine. It's like... Right. That's no good. Um, marriage. Do you... Are you intimidated by just being with one person for a couple decades? I mean... I'm somewhere between psychotic and iconic. <laughs> somewhere between a miss your sin commitment and somewhere between I'm sober and I'm lifted. But I stay down, girl, always stay down. Damn, you're pulling out the twelve. <laughs> no, I just I haven't I haven't met the one and there's a lot of Is there a the one? I mean Or are there many No, I mean there's ones out there. Ones. They ain't the only one trying to be the only one. <laughs> I just I love women. Me too, man. And I feel like it's it's not okay. It's bad. It's no, but like, like there's a double standard. Like women should be allowed to have one night stands and not be stigmatized. One hundred million percent. Like it's perfectly okay for a woman to be hooking up with two dudes, three dudes. Like if dudes Why do not? it, if dudes do it, we're single. Like women can do it. That is messed up. Dudes get praised, right? And women get kind of shamed. Yeah, for like that. yeah. It and then just like the the feelings thing is like you can sex can be purely transactional. Hmm. Like not, I'm not talking about prostitution. I'm talking about like yeah, financial. <laughs> I've never done that. Let's disclaimer. Never like directly paid for sex. Uh, go on. Have you ever 
indirectly paid for sex? Yeah, I mean, you, like, take a girl out on a date. Oh, I see. And hey, then, that's, hey, that's that's true. Yeah, but, like, I'll, I won't force it. Like, I'll take, I take no for an answer. Like, I'm, you know, I can be respectable. Where was I going? I forgot. You were saying... Oh, women. My mind. You were... Sorry, you lost me. I was, I was, <laughs> I was ready to... I'm just enthralled. Of the d- double standard. Yes. It shouldn't exist. Like, my... I think I get this influence from my dad having so much European blood. Hmm. They're way more open about sexuality oh, yeah. and oh, sex. Yeah. And, like... There's nothing wrong with just getting a fuck out there. Isn't sex good? Yes. Like, people that try and suppress sex end up doing bad things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't get me me started on, like, Catholic priests. Yeah. I'll try not to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not debasing any other religion, but I really, truly want to see priests be able to have a family like yeah what's up and why can't women be priests yeah i don't get that either and i don't know like, about Catholicism. yeah it's you have to follow this rule to be part of the group i'm i'm kind of coming to the point where i think sex is good when it's done correctly it's a good thing yeah. and a lot of people's arguments behind that it kind of almost seems like they don't think it's a good thing. It, it's like a, a sin, you know, or it's a bad thing. But I'm kind of getting to the point where I think sin, I'm sorry, I think sex is a good thing, but people are just so wrought with baggage and, and whatnot that it's it's almost like irresponsible to, to have sex because <laughs> girls, ugh, they'll just get so hurt. They, no, they, but they, I mean, they get dudes. so wrapped up in it and... Uh, Dudes can develop feelings, too, but, like, you can have a perfectly respectable one-night stand, like, thank you, like, I had a great time with you, and, like, never talk to her again and be perfectly fine. Yeah, culturally, it it seems like that would be not true. I mean, yeah, where we're at, but for a couple of world travelers like us, maybe uh, it's a little more acceptable. I don't know, man, I think, yeah, I guess women in, in our area... And I, I don't want to get too personal. No, but I mean, there's some beautiful girls in New Orleans. Oh, oh, I'm not saying there aren't at all. I'm saying I wish I could every girl in I the just, world. Girls get, <laughs> girls, they get very mean and emotional when when things don't pan out. Yeah, and it's it's I mean, kind of like a, a. I'm at the point where it's like, dude, I gotta just stop doing this because because. I've just gotten some mean, yeah. mean messages. Yeah, I but, mean, um, I've, I've got some bad karma built up. Uh-oh. That was like asshole braining. Oh, boy. I mean. So if you don't get married, do you still want to have kids? Because I want to have kids. That's the problem. It's a do and mean only God can judge song. That's Drake. Um, oh, yeah. That's a fucking strip on a mink road. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about kitties? Yeah. I want I want kids. Not for at least another 10 years. Yeah, I'll be, I was talking to a dude who had his first kid when he was 50. And I was like, my man. Damn. My dad didn't have me till he was 42. 42? 42, yeah. My dad's 75. I'm 26. He had me at 49. But he had kids before me, so. Right, but 
were you yeah i mean you and your sister were purposeful decisions right yeah i mean i think anytime you come inside of a woman it's purposeful (laughs) disclaimer Uh, i've never done that fair enough i i've only ever done it once and it was the the feeling i had afterward was not worth it i was like what have i done i'm the biggest idiot in the whole it it totally ruined did you buy plan b um she was on birth control and and it was it was like she said I could do it, and I was like, I find, and I was like, oh, I, do it. She's like I want you to do it because girls love it when you do that. Right? I'm sure it because feels warm and no, it, oh. <laughs> I think what it is is, I mean, girls, anybody loves when the person that they're hooking up with comes because yeah. that just means you're doing a good job and you know harmonic frequencies and whatnot. So like, come places I feel and like, get complacent. I feel like a girl loves when you come. Because she gets to kind of hold you in your most intimate, vulnerable, okay. wonderful moment of, of pure ecstasy. And so I imagine that's attractive to them. I think yeah. that was what was going on in my girlfriend's mind. But, dude, I, I was like, get that out of there. <laughs> it was so I've, I've, never, yeah. I've never done it since. Don't think about it too much, too much. That's a really good trick song. Have sex, too. Done saying I'm done playing. Last time was, was on, on the, the outro. outro. Stuck in the house, need to get out more. I've been stacking up like I'm fundraising. Fun Most people you. in my position. We'll cut it off in four bars, because if not, I'm just going to sing every song. <laughs> <laughs> but, so so what does your future look like? Do you know? I mean, no, I mean you said you do want to have kids. You'd have to raise them by yourself? No, I need to find a woman that's down to not get married and help me raise a kid or two. Oh, I see what you mean. So you would have some sort of extended relationship with her, but it wouldn't be yeah. an exclusive or financially dependable one. Yeah, like my family. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like my family in France, my uncle Bebe. Your family and friends? In France. Your family in France. Got it. My uncle Bebe. Like has as a kid, Uncle Pepe. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's pretty tight. Uh, my boy, uh, he played basketball at our high school. He's met him. Shout out K Town. Come on, come on. And, what about uh, this guy? No, nah, I mean he's not married. Like he has that? a kid, and he's a, he's a baller. Like he owns a restaurant on the harbor, like in the Mediterranean, and just Whoa. plays golf when he wants. Like, I've literally walked in on him having sex, and he's, like, 55. How was he doing? I mean, he was he's upholding. Upholding <laughs> <laughs> the family traditions. <laughs> I just kind of gave him, like, a, a fist. Like a... What kind of fist? Like an air fist bump. Oh, okay. I was nah. like, yo, you need you need to tap out? Like, you good? <laughs> Suck me in. And, uh, nah. Okay. Have you ever been walked on, in on having sex? I don't think I have. Um... No, I have not. I've been walked in on having oral sex. Were you having it or were you doing it? Uh, once I was receiving. <laughs> another time, it, it was we were doing sixty nine. <laughs> and someone walked in. That I was on the bottom. Yeah, is a well. I hope you weren't on top. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I just kind of like. I mean, we were just giggling because it was a close friend. I was just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I was okay. like, "Give him the thumbs up." Come, come back, come back later. Yeah. And then Wait this next part. Another time, there were multiple participants in the sexual endeavor, okay. and the door was was open most of the time. To uh, the great beyond, like the street, or to no, to the the rest, rest of, of the, the dormitory, the rest of the loft. I see. 
I uh, I have to redact my statement. I, I've never been caught. I have been walked in on, but okay. the people didn't know oh, that it was caught. going on. Okay. So Damn. so we like had to readjust real quick. Wait. Yeah. What? I got walked in on by one of our friend's parents Oof. doing foreplay in ninth grade. Whoa. In his bunk bed in his outhouse. Wait, wait, wait. An outhouse is um that's a place where you defecate. It's all old metery. You mean shed, like back house. Not a shed. Outhouse is it's it's a wooden structure. <laughs> okay, with no. a hole in the no. It looked like out of. no. There were like bunk beds in there. I see. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, that was a good back house. Yeah, his parents didn't really like that, but parents hate it when you're hooking up with with minors in on their property. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. A, a lot of pussy's people, only pussy, and I get it when I need it. Fair. Call you with call it windows down in the window. I've heard people kind of say the move is even if you get married, have two separate places, because when you when you mix everything in together, and then maybe if eventually you do want to separate, it's just so impossible. If your finances aren't intertwined, you're bedroom yeah. like like if you don't have kind of a solitary space where you can retreat to it's you you might stay in a situation that you wouldn't want to longer just because it would be so difficult to separate anyway yeah i mean that's a valid point but it kind of parallels like asking a woman for a prenup like hmm. you're having these backup plans right are most women okay with that doesn't necessarily transmit the most yeah, confidence. Yeah, like, if a super wealthy woman asked me to sign a prenup, I'd be okay with it. Like, I'm not trying to get rich off of, like, falling in love. Right. Yeah, that's not... Eh, that, that's that's valid. Oh, that's gotta be a dicey scenario. Yeah. Being like, should we do a prenup? Oh, because that's... You're literally saying, if this doesn't work... Well, you probably should if you stand to lose a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I want to. But... You're saying, are are you saying I'm not 100% certain in our future? But when can you ever say you're 100% exactly. certain in anything? And, like, feelings change. It's just unromantic, a prenup, man. I get it. But so many people cheat, and, like, I would never... That's a problem. I would never enter, like, a serious relationship where I had the thought of cheating. And that's part of the reason why I haven't been with like a you would never ser- serious girl like you would never enter a serious relationship with the thought of wanting another woman which will never go away i think like yeah the desire but i've had the desire to like act on it mm-hmm. and i think that's step like step two i think you're right i think it's tricky man the whole the whole Here's an interesting lens through which to look at this. We were talking the other night about you. It's totally okay for you if you're in a relationship to jerk off to another woman or pornography or whatever. Like 100%. maybe your girlfriend would prefer you don't, but she she's not going to end the relationship based off of that. She's not going to think you're cheating on her because of that. Even though you are dedicating your orgasm to an ulterior entity. 
but your girlfriend would be so pissed if you walked up to another beautiful woman and, and kind of caressed her hair, right? Like, which would your girlfriend rather you do? Caress the hair of a, a woman in three dimensions or <laughs> or <laughs> blow your load to, or, or, like, totally dedicate your lustful gasm to another person? I think most women would prefer you totally dedicate your lustful orgasm, which... Seems counterintuitive to me. It's a little interesting, right? I mean, you got to clear the pipes. Yeah, and you just... I mean... <sighs> variety, novelty... Yeah. That, that's, that's necessary prerequisites for, for lust, right? So do you have to just kind of give up lustful sex to stay with one person? Do you have to just work much, much harder and do like wear outfits and play role play and go in funny places and stuff and it's like yeah like there's all these stereotypes of like doing like using toys mm -hmm. and dressing up and role playing like fulfilling different fantasies and it's like you gotta like keep that that spark going you gotta keep the sex interesting sex trust and communication are like the most important things, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's mature of you to kind of say. I mean, do you say these kind of things up front? Because I sometimes I wonder if you're one hundred percent transparent and honest from the get go. It's just not going to last for it. Like if 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 you were to say to a woman, "Look, I don't think this is going to last." How 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 long do you think it's going to last? As opposed to you kind of keep, not not lie or, or anything, but yeah. like you just, you, you kind of, you don't, here's another awesome way to put it. Like if you murder somebody and then a couple years down the line you fall in love, at what point do you tell that person that you murdered somebody? Do you lead with that and risk Everything. Them running away or do you is there like a threshold where it's it's no longer cool to withhold this kind of information and it's like what but when in what relationship ever do you lead with your skeletons in the closet in a time where people take out this wait hold on i rushed it in the time where it's recreation to pull all your skeletons out the closet, closet like Halloween decorations. There we go. Good job, Beef. Appreciate that. Um, but any thoughts on that? I mean, that's tough. I think you need to build the trust before you just lead off with that. Because if you lead off, you, you, yeah, it done. won't last. I will say I've learned from my mistakes in the past of, like, hurting girls and leading them on. Mm-hmm. And leading them on meaning like just trying to keep it going when I knew I didn't like them hmm. just because of some carnal desire yeah 100% and like you know was, doesn't that mean you like them I mean, in, I was in a certain way yeah I just didn't want to at what point can you tell a girl I'm only physically attracted to you I don't see a relationship in our future <laughs> yeah because as soon as it happens it's done exactly. and you're gonna hurt her feelings exactly. but if you wait too long it blows up Bad. Yeah, and like I have an older sister, Trust like you have an older sister, so you know you get that in your ear, like Brandon, you can't keep doing this. So like over time, you know, it kind of matured. I like to think I've learned from my mistakes and realized, like, hey, I'll tell them like straight up, like, look, this is me, still the same. They play the hits, and 
this is what I've done. This is who I am. You can accept me and we can have a good time together. Or like you want you can eject. Yeah. And At like, what point do you bring that up? Once once the the L bombs starting to, no, to no. get in the situation? Long before that? I've never loved another girl. What? Never. I've said it. Oh, you're missing out. Oh, I, but you haven't. I said it, huh. but I never meant it. What is love? Wait, what? You've said, well, damn. Yeah, dude. We're breaking some hearts uh, said it. on this. <sighs> Why, uh, why'd you say it then? Dude, I don't know. It's fucking being monogamous and <laughs> thought it was tight. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta understand like how what what constitutes love like i wasn't with the person long enough hmm. wasn't wasn't with her long enough what is love brandon cohen <laughs> damn i got black hearts on my card again at the cryptonian girl, girl that, that we, we should order in i think it's a positive connection and i think love is something you you should should you love everybody? No. no. But should you love a lot of people? Yeah. Like, I love my dog. I yeah. love... I mean, does love exist only between two animate objects? Not at all. I love my... I, I love my house. I love my sister. I love my mom. I love this girl. I love... But there's up and down. girl. I mean, um, it seems like... The whole idea that love can only be in one mm-hmm. section of your life, that doesn't seem necessarily the the best play. No, like, you love your bros. Like, yeah. Dude, I love you. I like, love my bros. I would too, take a bullet for you. Like, my man. All my, like, most of my Jesuit friends, like, high school, like, grammar school friends, like, I would, I would give the shirt off my back for them. Like, mm-hmm. I would pick them up in the desert. Like I would do anything. I would do anything for them. Like that's that's love. Yeah. And yeah, I mean. And none of your bros are pissed that you love some of your other bros, no, right? Is not there at something all. about romantic love that necessitates solitude? Yeah, I mean, it's you and me against the world, kind right. of right. Let's just, go for it, dude. Monogamy is so hard. Like it's so dumb. It's how like, I don't get it. There are literally women everywhere today. Instagram, Facebook, Dude, like Instagram it, women are a problem. See, that is not okay. I don't. I tr- I don't go down that rabbit hole. You can't. You, I don't follow you, like you any of those models. Like, yeah, I delete all of them. So. I have like follow like two of them because they're like fitness. I, mean, you like, I get like ideas two, for the gym, but you. I feel like to be monogamous, you have to like delete your Instagram, delete your Facebook, delete your eyes. delete your Snapchat. Like Snapchat's got me in trouble with so many girls, <laughs> and I wasn't even trying. Like, because you were following? Uh, no, like I would just Snapchat. open a Snapchat and it would be like something, and you know the girl <laughs> I was with would like look at it and she'd be like, "What the fuck?" And I'd be like, "I wasn't even asking for it." Like, right? But you must have been in some sort of cahoots with that young lady to have yeah i mean i love flirting it's it's just being nice to someone you're attracted to right it seems like a good thing yeah i mean i mean it's like as long but one if you're in some sort of relationship that dictates you're not allowed to 
swim beyond the confines of of that trust and and whatnot, then yeah, then it's bad. But I mean, I made it. I made it a point to myself when I was with the longest relationship I was in to be monogamous, and it was. I mean, there were times when I flirted, of course, but like I never acted on it, mm-hmm. and that just like proved to me that if I do like somebody, I'm capable of it. But for were, for how long? Though? I know, and there were times when I was like struggling. Yeah, but I held through with my commitment. And then you broke up with her later. So yeah, was it worth it? I mean, it was fun while it lasted, but you learn, you live, and you learn, dude. Like you realize, okay, there were things that I really liked about this girl. There were things that maybe I wouldn't want to see. Uh, come to the surface as much and the next girl mm-hmm. so you take a little bit from every girl you've encountered or guy you've encountered if ladies are listening and you start to mold what your ideal person that you could be most compatible with is hmm. and like I know I think I know like at, in this scenario if somebody acts this way like it won't r- ruffle my feathers if somebody acts this way all the time, if there's no compromise, then there may be a little bit of contention. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that we know, it's I'm not afraid of confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, it seems, right now from my testosterone-filled twenty-seven-year-old standpoint, it seems a ludicrous impossibility. I gotta admit, it's like yeah, it seems too hard. It seems too. It's like the, my most prevalent daily physical urge. I'm supposed to suppress and ignore and assign guilt to. I don't know if that's healthy, man. Right. So, and quick aside, like I'm not disparaging people that have met the love of their life. Like, oh no, indeed, that is like, different strokes for different folks, yeah, baby. Like You're more- doing what you think. You should be doing yeah, what you think like, is natural to you. Fully good, support them. Good, like, yeah. Want them to be happy. Like, I'm a little bit jealous of, like, the happiness that they have. You know what? Uh, me too. I wish, because I, I feel like a freak. And girls have made me feel like there's something wrong with me. And it yeah, took me forever like, to realize, like, you know what? Maybe I'm just a certain way. Yeah. And, like, some of my guy friends were like, dude, I think, like, you you need to settle down or, like... <laughs> My mom's gonna, my mom's always like Brandon like when are the grandkids coming I'm like my mom's the same shit oh, I would love uh, for a and they're like why why won't where where's your girl like how come we don't you don't bring her in the house I was like she ain't at that level yet ma ain't ain't happening like meet the parents is like way down the line I've made that mistake I've introduced girls to the parents that like I didn't that quickly. I didn't really like and yeah. What happened? I mean, rightfully so, they get this impression that, like, okay, this is serious. and Oh, the girl does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if she introduced me to her parents and then stopped hooking up with me two weeks later, it'd be like... A little what suspect. What the fuck, but... Yeah, so, like, I've learned that mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't introduce girls to my parents that I'm not wholeheartedly committed to. And you're not wholeheartedly committing to anyone so you're not gonna introduce your parents to girls anymore right and it's not that like i've made this rule like okay i have to be single i just haven't met that girl that has made me feel like i don't want another girl yes and i don't want to find that girl for the next like 10 15 years i 
I, I would love to find that girl. I think life would be so much easier. Right but now, I'm just, I'm, lo- I'm just losing faith that that's ever going to be a thing. I don't I mean, know if I, can, if I have this thing in me that I could ever really turn off. You're a catch, Max. Like, <laughs> you're smart. You're artistic. You're talented. Well, thank you. Ladies love MF LL. Ladies love cool beef. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies love Fiskera Fiskeronis. <laughs> <laughs> Quick shout out to track one. Sub Latin five years five years of Latin five years and then I took two at LCU or two semesters okay APs like Three all those honors classes Greek. God what did we do to ourselves in high school I I kind of always say I'll never be at that level of competence again. No, dude, we seven were, hours of studying balls per day then and studying and in between classes. Practice. Yeah, three different languages: English, Greek, Latin, and then AP calc. It's like, to, like we were machines, and we were like seventeen I mean, years old. Them boys up to something. We we're virgins. Uh huh. Uh huh. Think I need some robitussin. We we crushed it. We were hogs, dude. I'm worried though, like. I'll never. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to like sit and whip ass for yeah ten and a half hours a day every like day. Ever English again. AP, math, honors, like calculus. God, we're so legit. All so that shrewd. Stuff. Yeah, like American history AP, dude. All those classes, civics. Teresa, <laughs> that dude. <laughs> that is a dude. Uh, Do you ever give thought to going back to our previous conversation? And we don't have to dwell here if you don't want to. Uh, like an open relationship. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I've I've done it before, like good experience. Yeah, I mean, mine was horrible. Really, <laughs> I mean, it was crash and burn. It was not a good. Define not. like, define the relationship part. Like the open, I get it. You're hooking up with other people, mm. but are you like each other's? Number one, like, are y'all seen in public with each other? Hierarchical polyamory, as it's called. You kind of have a main piece, but both of y'all get to build the beast with the two packs elsewhere. I've done it on the one-sided aspect where I was meandering. But not cheating because you you were, like, telling her about it? No. So you were just cheating? (laughs) I guess, but it wasn't, like, boyfriend-girlfriend, so in my opinion, it's not cheating. Right. It's so tough, man. It. I'm cool with open relationship. Of, oh, I mean, whoever wants to do open relationship, go, by all means, go for it. I am not so much, like, pumped to be dating a girl who's getting piped out by other dudes. I just don't want to hear about it. I'm just kind of, right. I'm just kind of, I'm at the point where I wonder if, if the classical one is, is going to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really faced with any other options, so maybe I'll, I'll try yeah. this out. You know, it's not like my favorite image, of course, but but if I if I really kind of soul search and and try and logically think through it, it's like, am I just insecure? Like, wh- where does that twinge in your stomach when you think about Bay with another person? Where does that come from? Does that come from a useful place? Does that come from a virtuous place where it's like a good thing that you should be protective of your of your person's body, or is it just like I'm kind of worried that they won't love me anymore and they won't come back? Like, is it? Where, where, what is that? What is jealousy? And is it good? I learned Hennessy and enemies is one hell of a mixture, even though it's fucked up. I'm still fucking with you. <laughs> open, <laughs> open relationship? I think you need to have that, that dialogue and that communication, like, foundation. Like, 
hey, so-and-so, like, you know, we, we're, we're more than just fuck buddies, mm-hmm. but we don't want to, we're too young for the settle down. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you could dug it out. Yeah. Learn what it's all about. <laughs> you, d- I mean, the hallmark of that kind of situation is transparency, communication. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a difficult road to navigate. You can't just. What about now, girl? How about, about now? It. Life's crazy, my man. Any uh, any other wisdom uh, on relationships before we get back to South America? I mean, if you're if you get that feeling like in your gut. That like, I really like this girl, and no other girl really matters to me. You need to go with her. What if she won't go with you? Then it's fucking tough. But you can't. I don't think you can. You can't force anybody to do anything. But I think you need to like try hard, like mm-hmm. pursue it. And give it your best just, shot. Yeah, like give your conscience like a clear forward trajectory. Like, look, I gave him a best effort. You know, we're we're going our separate ways, but I wonder if there are there really dudes who are just psyched up to just be with one person. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. fascinating. I feel like less than lead on are the case in that scenario. Okay, yeah, that's I feel fair. Like that's fair. If if the the girl were okay with it, the dude would be so okay with with. But think about extracurricular activity. Yeah, like I feel like it's gotta creep in at some point. Like think about the relationships we know where they've been together since like high school. There's a, only like maybe two or three I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be going pretty strong. Like all, I don't th- know. all three of those, at least two of them. That's an, another intimidating number. Is the number of relationships that fail. God. I, I would love to place a wager on how many people that have gotten married that, you know, in our friend group or extended friend groups that we know, Uh how many will be divorced in under, like, seven years. Dude, the divorce rate is 50%. Yeah. Like... One in... People just rush into it. Scary stuff. And with the social media, I have a bone to pick with this. Go on. You have a boner to pick? I do. Um... Everybody's posting about their weddings, the size of their wedding ring, and, you know, how lavish it is, like, what photographer they got, how many flowers they're purchasing, like, how many people they're inviting to their wedding. It's like this sort of amalgamation of money and expenditures that the next person tries to match. Like, oh, Hmm. I saw that they did this. Like, maybe we can at least match them or get the next best band or let's get a bigger wedding ring. Like I want to get a bigger wedding ring than this person. And I feel like you just need to like say, fuck, fuck the other people. Like I want to do what makes me happy. Like if this is all I can afford, like you should be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's girls out there that are like, I'm not marrying you unless I get this size ring. Oof. And it's like, come on. It's a, it is a fascinating dance we're doing, my man. Yeah. Are we all just peacocking? Are we all just trying to to pose an image of ourself that is the most desirable for mating? Yeah, are we all? Yeah. Like, I mean, money's definitely like a, 
a is trait. That sexual signaling, right? It's like oh, showing how yeah. much money we have. Like I've taken ecology classes at LSU, like with all different species, like alpha male and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like money is definitely a sign of a sign of that that women flock to the quickest. So you know the three universal traits that heterosexual women are attracted to in heterosexual men? Can you guess what they are? I would say confidence. Overdose on confidence. Started not to give a fuck and stop fearing the consequences. That's kind of... That's kind of... Yeah, I mean, technically, no, but... No, okay. That's kind of one. I don't know. That's a, that's a component of one of them. Spit. Height. Tall. People across all cultures. Damn, I'm babes just fucked. love tall dudes. There, you'll be okay. You're I love you, fine. Dad, but... <laughs> you're, you're doing just fine. <laughs> high status alpha males. Tall, high status alpha males. Yeah. Those are the three universally attractive okay. traits. Do you know what the one universal attractive trait is across all um, heterosexual males that they find in where their female counterparts? What do all guys like? Ass and titties. <laughs> <laughs> the hourglass figure. As are you? It is, uh, are you uh, called an ass man or a titties man? Excellent question. Uh, I love the female form. God bless it. I kind of growing up, I I was more of a breast fan because I know you were. It's and a I'm little thinking of two girls. All right, all right, all right. It's a little. <laughs> I would I would have said it was rarer to have a nice pair of cans than a nice butt. I, okay. I, my argument was like every hot chick we know has a nice butt, but not every hot chick we know has a nice pair of tatas. Yeah. Um. Recently. I, got, I love a great ass though. Mm. It's 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 fantastic, and it kind of denotes the the athlete. You know what I mean? Which is a very attractive quality to me. Uh, I love legs. Exercises and and just works at it. If you have a sweet rack of lamb, you're kind of just lucky, right? Um, and as long as they're they're shapely, they don't have to be massive. You know, as long as they're they have a nice shape to them, I love just like a great. I love thick legs, <laughs> nice butt. See, I like kind of skinnier legs, muscular, but I don't yeah. not necessarily like thick with yeah. three C's. <laughs> Stupid thick. <laughs> Damn, she dumb thick. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's just me. God, and you know what? Like Women are beautiful in all different shapes and sizes. They are, and that's why I like discovering all the different flavors and shapes and sizes. <sighs> what a world! What a world! All right, back to it. Back to South America. Yeah. Uh, what was the most dangerous moment that you experienced? Riding a motorcycle on a mountainous highway. One lane going this way, the other lane going that way. Oof. Uh, it was about mm, 38 degrees, about 30 mile an hour winds. 38 degrees, oh, Fahrenheit? 38 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. I, I can kind of do that. Of turn. Celsius calculation in my head, like five-ninths. I, I think you just double fifths. it and yeah. subtract eight or something yeah. like that. It's the easier way. It was like six Celsius. Six, 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 six. <laughs> um, and this is after a very recent insane motorcycle accident, which yeah. we also got to talk about rehabilitation and all that stuff. We, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a lot on the docket. Yeah, man. Move. So... Um, I just rented a motorcycle. I just, as soon as I 
got my accident back in 2018. Like once I came to, like I stopped sliding on the ground and I was screaming. Like the first two things that came to mind were, number one, I'm going to kick a soccer ball again. Like I'm going to play soccer again. And number two, I'm getting back on a motorcycle. <sighs> and I like fulfilled both of those within eight months. Oh, man. And it was just like a, it was like a proud moment. Like I just kind of sat there on the bike and just kind of took in the view and I was like, I'm still alive, and I got to do this. Look alive, mm. 901 Shelby Drive. Look alive, look alive. Now you're getting more recent confused. Six got black boy, six got black boy. Your your accident, just run me through what, what happened. You, Oof. Yeah, I was I played a six-on-six six soccer game uptown behind Company Burger. There's like a little turf. Chef Company Burger 2 just had it so good. Yeah, turf field uptown off for it. And I was driving home on Claiborne on my motorcycle. Like, a lot of people didn't know I had a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought it was kind of douchey to post, like, Instagram pics, like me <laughs> on the bike. I don't know. I am a douche, but I don't <laughs> no, think, I don't think I'm on that level. And so, like, I'll never post, like, a mirror selfie shirtless pic. No. Fuck. No. <laughs> like, I make so much fun of those dudes. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll post a shirtless pic, but I'm at, like, the beach or, like, it's hot outside. Yeah. I get roasted for it. Like, I take the heat, but... Yeah, but you also probably reap the benefits, I imagine. I mean, it's hot and, like, I don't know. You got a sweet bod. Um, I just I just rarely wear a shirt during the day. I just... Yeah. I like not wearing clothes. I mean, you have Burmese pythons for arms. All right, slow it down. <laughs> Where were we? You played 6v6. Yeah, yeah. I was driving home, and I was in the middle lane, left lane, on Claiborne, heading towards, like, Oshner, that mm-hmm. way. And In more ways than you thought you might be heading towards Oshner. Yeah. It's a hospital. Fuck. And I saw this truck come on the other way, and they made a U-turn, mm-hmm. and they, like, ran through this, the yield sign at the U-turn, and they were going all the way across three lanes of traffic and i mean i had taken like a harley davidson safety course and certain things like ran through my mind like i always whenever i'm driving a motorcycle i'm always thinking of like an exit strategy Mm. like if a car merges on the interstate or on like a fast highway next to me i'm thinking can i go left can i go right so you're much more aware yeah and like you can't text and drive a motorcycle oh my god i'll punch you if you do yeah so like your your focus is the road especially in the city Mm -hmm. if you're in like the mountains cruising soak it in but so yeah cut across and i was like if he goes all the way across i'm fucked if he only goes into the middle lane i'm going to the right lane because there were parked cars on the shoulder on the right. right. And I'm like, I can't go too far to the right. And their telephone poles. And I'm like, I can't go left. His flatbed is right there. So, slammed on the brakes. I probably hit him going 30 miles an hour. Fuck. And uh, luckily, I mean, this saved my life. I kind of like turned the handlebar so I didn't hit him perpendicular, like 90 degrees. I kind of hit him almost flush. Glanced off. Yeah. But it crushed my hand. I mean, I broke all my fingers, and uh, my leg was super fucked up. And I slammed my head into the passenger uh, window, oh. and I got a concussion. And 
I flew over my handlebars, over the hood of his truck, slammed my head on the concrete, and that's when I kind of, like, blacked out. And I was, like, all I know is, like, I ended up, like, 15 yards away from my motorcycle. Like, my whole right side was all, like, cut up, like, road rash, just from sliding on the concrete. I was in shorts and a T-shirt. Helmet. Full full face helmet. I'll never ride a motorcycle without a full face helmet. Yeah. Like, my, my left jaw would have been... I would have needed reconstructive surgery. Like, I know you, you had didn't? facial surgery. No. My face was fine. Just had a serious concussion. And so, uh, as soon as I came to... I mean, I knew I knew my, my arm, my hand was broken. And my kneecap was completely externally rotated. Like, yeah, my leg... I thought my leg was... I thought I broke my tibia. There was blood everywhere. Like, there were rocks in my arm. Oh, there was, like, dirt in my gashes. It was oh gross. And, like, God. all these cars stopped. People surrounded me. And Were you just in so much pain, or were you kind of numb? Or? I, I screamed probably, like, eight loud, like, fuck, ah. <laughs> and then after, like, the seventh or eighth scream, I was just like, get me to a hospital and so they called an ambulance they put an iv in my arm it took them that long to make this decision no 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 they called it immediately i think that the ambulance got there under 10 minutes and i was like look i work for lcmc don't take me to ochsner and they're like no we have to you're a trauma activation we have to take you to umc and i'm like all right good they're in the lcmc family I actually had a meeting there at 8 a.m the next day i was like yeah y'all can just keep me here yeah just roll me <laughs> yeah no, so they put me in, like, the trauma bay, and there were, like, 15 uh, trauma surgeons, nurses, techs, x-ray techs. Every, they must have taken 40 x-rays, like, my pelvis, my shoulders, everything. I was naked, and I was like, this is fucking awkward. And I was sweaty because I just played a soccer game, and I had a Saints shirt on, and they had to cut it. No. And I was like, no, like, I love that shirt. Dude, they, I got jumped, uh, and when my jaw was broken, like you were talking about, yeah, yeah. they ripped my Drew Brees player tee at the collar. They ripped it off. I was like, fuck. It's anyway. me and Young Tune off the rip. <laughs> rip, rip. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so ouch, McGouch. Yeah. You didn't go unconscious. I did when the accident happened, but in the hospital, no, I was completely. Okay, and then you came to him. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were worried, like, maybe I won't be walking again? I was. Knee injuries really scare me, and I knew my knee was fucked. I thought I tore my ACL, and I thought my meniscus was completely destroyed, and I thought I broke my tibia. I couldn't bend my leg, so they put it in a cast, like a immobilizer, and they gave me a wheelchair. And there were, like, two girls I was with at the time, and, like, I was like, I'm not calling any of them. <laughs> you were with two girls, so you didn't know which so one to I, call? I called, I called my sister, like... <laughs> We fight all the time, but like she's there when I need her. Right. Like you got. You I saw her the other night. Bless up. At Rolling Iron. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's trying to out, get out and about. She doesn't really approve of my ind sexual endeavors, and she lets me know. She's a girl. Yeah, she's so protective. She hates every girl. And uh, like she came, she was crying. I'm like, chill out. Like I'm still alive. And my parents were in Alaska at the time. Oh, no. And so I didn't call them until I got discharged. And I was like, yo, don't <laughs> freak out. But I just left the ER at UMC. This is the next day. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, what happened? Are you okay? Like, do we need to come home? I'm like, what are you going to do? Speed, so, speed heal my 
Yeah, yeah. So I didn't leave my couch for five weeks, except for doctor's appointments. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, five weeks. Fuck. Yeah. Like cast. Uh, had a doctor friend uh, come over and drain my knee a couple times. Oh my god! Just like stick this big needle in my knee. Like, um, what'd you do for five weeks, dude? It was perfect. The World Cup was going on. Oh wow! Yeah, I watched every single <laughs> soccer game of the World Cup. Just sipping all lean. sixty-four games. Yeah, just pain meded out watching soccer. That's that's yeah. I was uh, pretty nice. apprehensive about taking the pain pills because you know we've lost a couple brothers and fair but you probably needed them pretty bad yeah my brother's been to rehab like my cousin has but like my uh my brother-in-law has as well and that's just something that like always sticks with me mm. and i'm like do i take these oxycontins like i know about purdue pharmaceuticals like when they're pushing oxycontin out like i've read books on that and what do you mean like, what, what about purdue Pharmaceuticals? oh they were responsible for they're responsible for the opioid epidemic what? It started in, like, the Shenandoah Valley in, like, Virginia. And they were just giving incredible bonuses to their uh, drug reps, like, going to physicians' offices. And there were, like, more prescriptions per capita in these, like, small rural towns. It was ridiculous. Oh, boy. So I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. But I was incredibly bored, so I took them all. <laughs> And I mean, weren't you incredibly in pain? Yeah. Honestly, that was like the most, that was the closest to depression I've ever gotten in my life. Well, yeah. The first, the first like eight. Oh, well, you think that's the most depressed you've ever been in your life? Because that, now, I've been depression pretty... is kind of stigmatized, but dude, you, you get depressed. I mean, once every week, probably. Yeah. I mean, when our, our boy died, like that was pretty fucking sad, but. Yeah, I mean, this is the closest, like, I've ever thought about suicide. Wow. Yeah, like, I, I called a couple of people late at night, and I was like, look, I don't know if I should still be alive, like... What do you mean? I just, I had this, like, weird psychological phenomenon going on that I'd never experienced before, and because I've worked closely with drug addicts, recovering addicts, and mental health people, I'm like fuck like this is it like it's hitting me so i called people and i was like i don't know what to do like i just i i can't do anything like i'm dependent on other people like i can't even shower i didn't shower for like two weeks like it hurt too much to pull the bandages off all my scabs and everything and fuck. like my sister helped me like yeah and there was just a point where i was helpless and like Dude, but you were on track. You were expected to recover, right? Yeah, but like they told you the first day you're gonna walk, like you'll be fine. They were like, "You may not play soccer, but you're you'll you're gonna walk again." And I still like couldn't take that. I was like, "I need to be good to go." Like I want to play soccer next week, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not gonna happen." <laughs> so you know, you just get in the zone where like you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. Like couldn't mm -hmm. go to work. I was doing fulfilling my administrative residency for graduate school in the hospital, and like. Couldn't go to that for five weeks. Couldn't do anything. And, like, I was just on my couch, just wasting away. People yeah, were, like, bringing me food. Like, girls from the gym, like, trainers, other trainers from the gym. Like, I'm so indebted and grateful to that. And, like, I didn't lock my door for three weeks. People were just coming in and out. Right. My fridge was stacked. Stop. 
<laughs> and that's wonderful. Sympathy pussies are a real thing. Is it real? Broken leg tang? Real. <laughs> I mean, there were times where they were like, "You you can't go." Like, there's no way. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, head getting getting your dick sucks cool, but after like a couple minutes, I'm like. Fuck this. Let me just fuck you right now. And it fucking hurt. It hurt. I think I, like, messed my knee up once <laughs> once or twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I just had to do it. It was cool. <laughs> I digress. There was... Wow. There were a few... Uh, a few chicas. It was cool. Okay. Um, that's... Impressive, if broken leg t- like that. That's good. you didn't even have to get off the couch. You hadn't showered for two days. Oh, I was stinky. My head, my head is off to you, sir. How was it getting back on the bike for the first time? Was the first time in South America? It was. I wanted to do it where like nobody could tell me no. Huh? Because like everybody was like, "So you're not getting on a bike again, right?" And I'm like, "No, nah, just to like quell their trepidation." Right. And ooh, trepid- <laughs> trepidation quell. Uh no, like, no, I'll never get back on a bike, but I'm always like, yeah. And I didn't want to feel like I was letting people down, so I just fucking did it. Whoa. It's a doing me and only God can judge song. Whoa. Again, I already said that one, but. Yeah, we use that one, but. um, Yeah, so I rode, like, all day, probably, like, six, seven hours through, like, a national park. It got sunny, and it warmed up a little bit, so mm-hmm. the weather came out nice, and we crushed it. And you were just. Just no hesitation, just hopped back on? The hardest part was getting out of first gear when I first got on it. Huh. Like, from the rental place. As to, soon like, it, to bust it to, like, 20 miles an hour or whatever? Yeah, like, their driveway was on an incline, and I was like, can you can you get the bike up <laughs> to the street level? <laughs> and he's uh, like, I have a, a motorcycle endorsement, like, I've taken the driver's test, everything, so... I wouldn't say I'm a novice by any means, but, um, yeah, I hopped on and like the dude's watching me as I'm taking off and I'm like, every bike is a little different and they have this thing, it's called the friction zone. The clutch is on the left and there's like a certain amount of release on the clutch. Like you have to let go of your left hand a little bit mm-hmm. to kick your left foot up to shift. Like you can't be squeezing the clutch all the way to shift up. Right. And you have to find that friction zone and every bike is different. Hmm. And I was only used to my Kawasaki, so. Uh, Which was nice and tight. <laughs> yeah. So once you I do found like the Japanese thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So once I once I found the friction zone on this Honda. Shout out, Japan. <laughs> uh, I uh, I was good to go. Huh. Yeah, it was like no turning back, no trepidation, mm-hmm. just like um, this is who I fucking that am, was, and I'm cruising through some mountains. That was like top three highlights of the trip. Seven hour day on the bike. Yeah, I got like I had like face burn from the wind. Huh. Dude, it was so much fun. I I recommend it like to anybody. It I'm I like adrenaline of, a little bit. Oh, a bike or the travel? You mean just how it feels like the bike being on? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you like adrenaline. Tight. I like the risk, like. Life on the edge. I'm dangling my feet. Try to pay attention, but attention paid, paid me. That's Wayne. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. 
I mean, dude, I like a motorcycle risks. is a fun toy. It is. I just, as a continual pastime, I'm uninterested. Really? For obvious reasons. Okay. That's I cool. mean, and I just love whipping a sick SUV, just yeah. bumping Drizzy, just cruising through my town. Um, uh, tell me, what any other... Okay, so that was the da- most dangerous part of the trip. Um, just run me through some highlights. Give me some of your favorite... Memories from your favorite cities. How about Brazilian women? Mm. Horrifying, huh? Busty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I can speak a little Spanish, and you took Latin for five years. Like you can pick up on French, Any Spanish, Italian, language, yeah. Right? And Portuguese is a little different. The pronunciation's different. And specifically in Rio, they're called cariocas. Hmm. It's just like, and people from Sao Paulo are called paulistas. Um, so like karaoke's pronounce words differently than the rest of the country. And, um, I just like every day, like I pick up more and more words and it's probably like my favorite thing to do when I travel is to learn the, try and learn the language. Hmm. It's much or like practice, like get out of that comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Like if I mess up a word, like, so what? Right. And like they appreciate you communicate, your effort. You communicate so much with nonverbals. Exactly. Right. It's, you don't have to be a master. Yeah. And so I learned like. You know, like the five or six most used verbs, like poder, like am I able to, mm-hmm. you know, like where is, uh, you know, just like other other words. And I had done like the Duolingo Portuguese app nice. for probably like six, seven months. So I knew numbers. Dang, you were prepping. Yeah, I knew like numbers, colors, animals, food, questions. Good for you, Days man. of the week, months of the year. So I had like a small little base. And enough to talk to ladies. Yeah, I had a little success. <laughs> oh, come on. It. Oh, there was one girl. She didn't speak any English. Bless her heart. And I mean, she understood like my Portuguese, and I would speak like Spanish to her too. It was easier, and it was the weirdest thing having sex without saying a single word <laughs> in English. <laughs> no. Huh. There were no words spoken. Well, there were Spanish and Portuguese words spoken. Not during the sex. It was just, it was quiet sex. It was weird. I see. But it was really good. It was. I want to go back and visit her. It was that good. It wasn't accompanied by nonverbals? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, definitely. You're not just sitting there <laughs> totally quiet. like. But I mean, I like to talk, not like have a conversation, but right. I like the girl to be vocal. I like to be directed, like... You like the girl to be d- dictative? Like, because I love some authentic sex noises, but as far as... Moaning. Language, that's not my, that's not my thing. That's your, that's your game? I mean, I like when they tell you, like, what, what they want. Certainly. And I, I like, I'll try and tell a girl, like, look, don't be shy. Like, you know, if I'm doing something, like, you don't want, like, let me know. Like, if you want something else, like, let me know. Right. So, uh... Yeah, it was interesting, but <laughs> it was fun. Good just for cute. you, man. Yeah, bless Is our our Brazilian women just d- describe Brazilian women? So people think that you know they're all tan, dark Huge hair, asses, yeah, right? But there's like a lot of blondes there too. What? Yeah. Oh, they have. Mm. <laughs> so they all wear bikini thongs. There are no, there are no like normal no American bikinis. Yeah, unchecked. Yeah, and like. 
girls in America like totally judge girls that wear bikini thongs, but it's oh, yeah. like let it go, like different strokes for different folks, mate. Exactly. Forces. It's showing for beer. There's just I just feel like the stereotype of Brazil is just ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are a lot of tattoos too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Bunda is ass in Portuguese. Bunda. Yeah. Bunda. Um, any, what was the funniest moment you had? Oh, man. Going through the Argentinian immigration. <laughs> we, we had a drive through it, leaving the waterfalls. And my uncle, Sammy, is a chain smoker. Oh, boy. The film actor? Yeah. Like, this dude is Chief Keef. Like, he'll have a Joe in his hand, in his mouth, like, every five minutes. Jeez. And we, we had left to get to the airport with plenty of time thinking okay it'll take 30 minutes because argentinians are slow as fuck (laughs) i hear the argentinian women are out of this world they have like a european influence italians german uh norwegian a little bit like yeah there's a lot of italian influence a lot of beautiful women yeah i like brazil better though but just my opinion yeah and when that's where you're from baby that's it's in your dna um so we're he's like freaking out he's like ready to bribe the dude like to let us just drive past and it was just hilarious like they almost didn't want to let us through because we had like arabic stamps in our passport coming from morocco Hmm. and uh they were just like asking like what are you doing in morocco then i've been to israel so they're like what what are you doing in israel like all this stuff like are you muslim like what's your religion and i'm like Jeez. why does that matter just let me through and they were just taking forever and because we had different passports like i have an american passport mm-hmm. he has a uh eu passport so they're like how do y'all know each other and he doesn't just giving you grief yeah yeah so we like almost missed our flight and we we're just running it was just a comedy of errors but never missed a never missed a flight and this was you had had a good humor during this? Yeah, it was just really funny. We were just going back and forth. And at this point, I can converse, like, average in Spanish. So I was, like, cracking uh-huh. jokes in Spanish with the, the driver. And he was just like, you're not going to make it and all that <laughs> shit. And he's like, Argent- Argentines are so fucking slow <laughs> and all that stuff. So it, it was just a good time. It was good memory looking back. Sweet, man. Well, any other, before we dip into our conclusion, any other uh, just South American tidbits or things people mm. should know or places people should go yeah, or I mean, bros people should throw? Nope. I, I didn't. I couldn't come up with anything. I don't know. It was cool. I, I really think more more people should go to Brazil. It's a beautiful country. You got beaches, like there's so many different parts. You got the Amazon, you got the mountains, you can hike, you can it's got everything. I mean, you got poor, you got rich, like it's dangerous. Brazil seems rad. I don't I don't wear my, my gold chain there, like I wear like a G Shock, just a normal watch. Mm-hmm. You don't flaunt yourself like they'll take your cell phone right out of your hands. You don't go in the favelas, but that's like kind of invigorating, like favelas, what is that? They're like the the ghettos so to speak mm. to put it in like colloquial terms they're in the mountains like if you've ever seen the fast and the furious mm-hmm. the unfortunately think, the fifth one i think they're in brazil oh, god i didn't make it that but the raw oh okay fuck i like cheesy movies i guess 
I, dude, I, I made it about 10 minutes into the first one and turned it oh. off because Paul Walker was so horrendous. Damn. I, I couldn't handle it. Maybe I need to revisit because it is a spectacular marvel of Hollywood production. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I like series like Bond series, oh, that series. Don't don't put Mission Bond Impossible in series. Fast and Furious in the same All paragraph, right. dude. Mission Impossible, also great. Although I just watched the most recent one. Yeah, watch it on the airplane. Hated it was just too it. fake. It was so dumb. But like, one, two, three, mm. and four, all sick. Five, blue, six was, was horrible as well. Yeah. Dude, I just watched 300 on my birthday. I was like, mm. you know what? Do whatever you I want You love today. that movie. I fucking love that movie. What a badass, beautiful movie. Those guys, I could just, like... No homosexual tendencies at all, but I can just stare at their bodies. They're like yeah. a sculpture. The, the, they're the CrossFit like legend hogs. Yeah, dude, those dudes are crazy. so ripped and jacked and awesome. And dude, the choreography. There's that one shot. It's like a. It's a. You can see head to toe uh, of Gerard Butler, and he's going kind of west to east across the frame, and it's like a, a, a speed ramp where they go slow motion. Mm-hmm. And that. then they go into fast motion. And then, I did a lot of that in, in my movie Heartbreaking. It's so much fun to do with, with action scenes. <laughs> but, dude, just the... It's like a mo- It's like two armies going in. It's one shot and he's kicking so much ass. Chopping dude's legs off. Like, throwing his spear. Like, dude, and he's so jacked. And I'm like, God, this is the most baddest movie ever. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> um, the second one, did you like the sequel? No. Yeah, no, was, indeed. That was weird. But godly, it's actually that hot evil woman though. Gerard Butler wasn't in the uh, the the protagonist. It was a woman, right? It was there the, was a male Bond girl. There was a male in there too. I think I turned it off again. Okay. I, she was hot. She had dark hair. I feel like she was in the. She was a Bond girl. I think she was in the Twilight series. I want to say the Twilight. Oh oh oh! oh I see what you're saying. I think um, she was Kristen. Whatever. I don't know her that Stewart. Kristen Stewart. She, was they kind of look alike. No, no, All right, stop. Um, while we're so that's the last topic I wanted to talk to you about was as a personal trainer and and just a fitness guru, give me some inside secrets on exercise, nutrition. What's 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 the, what's the deal? What yeah? What's up with gluten? What's up with with uh, above ground leafy greens? What's, <laughs> what's what's up? I'm not the healthiest eater, so I wouldn't I wouldn't give you all the nutritional advice. I mean, I eat Taco Bell, I eat fried food. Like, all these people that, like, have all these meal plans, prepare everything, like, never, I eat ice cream all the time, like, never eat ice cream, ice cream, never eat pizza. It's like, are you living life like you're constraining yourself? Right. So, I mean, I think there's room for... Taste masturbation? At, yeah, like, at, my rule is, like, everything in moderation. Tasturbation? Tasturbation? Mastertation? Mast- I'll come up with something. Yeah. Come on. It's there. Something. And like even working out in moderation, like your body needs rest. And that was the biggest phenomenon I saw. Uh, I trained at Orange Theory for like two years. People just come there every day. And it's like your body can't. Mm-hmm. You may feel like it's okay, but it's not. Like go do yoga. Go ride a bike. Mix it up. Rest. Yeah, chill yeah, go, out. Go for a walk. Like everybody, nobody has to run to get a six pack. Nobody has to lift weights to get a six-pack. Like, there are so many different things you can do. Jake told me that abs are made in the kitchen. They are. And I don't eat super healthy. And I can feel when, like, I'm I'm losing mm-hmm. 
a little bit and then I'll be like okay I need to try and eat healthy now but it doesn't last very long because I'm Cause I'm always on the tight. go I'm always on the go and right well but you're like cook. a yoked ripped dude so <laughs> what's your secret I just always try and do something stay moving yeah like yeah, you once you stop moving, you're dead. I feel like it's so much easier to maintain than it is to to get back. It right? is. It is. So if you get there, just stay but, there because it's easy. I mean, I so lost. I lost so much. I was on the couch for five, five weeks, weeks too, and then imagine. my arm was broken for ten weeks. Couldn't lift a single weight for ten, and eleven your, weeks. And your leg. And my legs. I didn't. Yeah. So that Damn. was the biggest adversity. Was like getting back in shape from that well how'd you do it are you a high intensity guy absolutely i yeah, love i love bro. circuit training i fuck love yeah. weights i love lifting heavy shit fuck yeah sprints yeah i'm I'm not an endurance guy like oh god i just ran my two mile i try and the eight yeah. biomotor abilities I, I try and categorize my competence in each of those once a year and i did stamina and it was bad i'm not yeah. gonna say how long <laughs> it took me to run two miles it was, it was embarrassing a- and, like, I play soccer, so, like, you, you obviously run a lot. Oh, so you are a freaking... So what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but I prefer... so much running. I prefer to sprint. And, like, I'm not the fastest guy out there, but I'm still going to bust my... I'm still going to try hard. So you don't have any secret workouts or, like, cool diet plans that you use to no. beef your way to the top? Not, not really. I love waking up and cranking out some push-ups. Really? I'm You're a big, big chest guy. I'm a big push-up guy. You're a chest guy, for <laughs> sure. Um, and then I love, love infusing legs into almost every workout. Huh, like good pe- for you. People that are like, oh, it's leg day. I'm like, what? Like, you only lift your legs once a day? Like, once a week? <laughs> like, I'll do, like, a form of lunges mixed in with, like, chest. I'll do, like, total body. Mm-hmm. I'll do, like, you know, some single leg deadlifts. I'll do some hip bridges, like... I try and hit every muscle group every week. Nice. You, where are you working out now? Uh, Premier Fitness on Airline. Sup. And then the Tulane Rec. I prefer the Tulane Rec. Dude, I'm a I'm a member at the the Riley Center. I'm going there in ten minutes, bro. Let's go, dude. I, I love that basketball court. Yes, I oh. played basketball today for like thirty minutes at the Riley. I'm awful at basketball. All my friends know I suck. Me too, but it's but I try fun to play. Yeah. Oh, dude, that, that's the key, I think, for me, is find exercise that's not work, that's just fun. Yeah. Like, I'll chase my rebound, like, I'll get my heart rate up. Dude, basketball is such a good way to exercise. Yeah. Um, and you it just, you don't even realize it's happening, you know? Exactly. But if you're sitting there kind of dreading leg day and, like, uh, it's like, dude, you need to be doing different stuff. Yeah. I mean, my advice, I think, would be to get in and out of the gym faster. You don't need to be in there two hours. Hmm. Put your cell phone on airplane mode. Get your playlist. Yeah. Try, try and, like, if you're going to talk to people you know, like, you know, hi, what's up? Like, get in the zone, the zone yeah. and be selfish. Like, it's your time to hmm. forget about what bills you have to pay, to forget about what stress your girlfriend or boyfriend's putting on you, to forget about what assignments you have due, to forget about All what deadlines you have to All the different women in your polyamorous relationships, yeah. screaming at each other, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah like, I love like, putting headphones in. And I mean, Lincoln Park is my all-time favorite no band. No way! Wow, I that is workout tunes. I listen to Lincoln Whoa. Park every day of my life, <laughs> every single day. Really, Lincoln Park? I've watched 
at least 15 different live concerts on YouTube. I've become so numb. Yeah. And like, whoa. Yeah, but I don't listen to it around other people because I think it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, that gets you jacked up. Yeah, yeah. So Do you... Do you start to kind of hate every other dude in the gym while you're working out? Oh, I mean, mug everybody. I get this feeling where I just don't. It's like, oh, look at that dude, what an idiot! Like, yeah. and I, I truly think it's just testosterone, like juice, and it like, is. you're getting psyched up. But it's it's pretty funny. I'll have to catch myself every once in a while. I'll be like, all right, beef, slow down. Yeah, like, come on, he's just a good old boy. And then, like, when I need to share a piece of equipment, I'm like the nicest person. Like, oh, oh bro, I'm like, no, dude, you got it. You I don't it. act like a dick, right. but I just ca- I surprise myself. By how much I hate everybody else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like what they're doing. Um, all right, bud. Well, in closing, how can we make the world a better place? What is, what do we need more of? What do we need less of? What are people doing that they gotta stop doing? Or what should no? You know what? Let's make it actionable. What should people do in order to lead fuller lives? To keep it simple, hmm. I think ignorance kills Hmm. i think more people need to find multiple sources of information before they open their mouths i'm guilty Mm. of it like i'll send an email to somebody like irate about a situation and i've tried to get better at this like working jobs and i have but it's a work in progress like it's one of my faults i like to jump to conclusions and it's like no brandon like did you talk to this person like no maybe you didn't hear their side of the story or something happens in the news and it becomes like trending on Twitter or Facebook and people are all posting like, oh my God, this person's bad or this and this are good. And it's like, uh, well, did you hear about what this person said? And mm. did you put yourself in these people's shoes and understand where they're coming from? So for me, get as educated as you can. Mm. Travel like the that. world understand that there there are more opinions than just like your little bubble oh yeah yeah i've heard people talk about public figures in ways that i couldn't imagine just because i'm so familiar with their work and i'll do a little digging and it's like well i just read this headline and it's Mm -hmm. like dude you're blowing it yeah you have no idea and like go into the countries that are contentious like israel the middle east i've been to muslim countries uh, even in Brazil, like they just elect, they elected a new president while I was there. He got sworn in office, Jair Bolsonaro. So like I asked a lot of people like their opinions, and there was it was mixed. But I learned a lot about the previous presidents, male and female, that were extremely corrupt. They were part of like the Labor Party. Oh right, yeah. and you know like Lula's in jail, Dilma should be in jail, Tamir was corrupt, and like there was one more that was pretty corrupt as well. So the people sort of like swayed to the right end of the spectrum and elected this new guy. And some people are like, oh, his ideas are kind of uh, out there, like extremely, extremely conservative, this and that, this and that. And it's like, I think people just wanted a change. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, I'm going to say, I just had it. I just had a sick one. Um, Oh, New Year's resolutions. Do them. Make them. I didn't make one. I always I always wait until February to make them, okay. which, which should be one of my resolutions <laughs> in January. But but they're good. Setting goals and, Goal and striving setting for – It's like 
take advantage of it. Yeah, it's trendy and everyone's doing it. Whatever. Get over yourself. Um, I think they just kind of set a framework for the person you want to be this year. And you're going to maybe fall short of them, but you're going to fall in the right direction. You know? Yeah. How do you check in with yourself throughout the year on your resolution? Because I feel like a lot of people Mm -hmm. make it and then they don't set like benchmarks or feedback opportunities so how do you infuse that i am a huge calendar app guy i if you looked at my calendar you just laugh at all the little things i say oh do this do this this so on the first of every month i remind myself what my resolutions are and then yeah part of your of your resolution when you're setting a goal needs to be all right what what are my parameters how long do i have when is it going to happen blah 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 this kind of stuff so Take uh, take advantage of yourself this year, peeps. Hang in there. Spread some love. Brendan Cohen, thanks so much for hopping on the show. It was a blast. We got really into it about sex <laughs> and uh, those topics which might be controversial, make you uncomfortable. But hey, this is independent radio, baby. That's what we do. You have much love and respect from over here. I'm ready to party hard with you this weekend. Hell yeah, fucking right. In uh, HYFR, baby. Admitted it to her the first time we dated, but she was no angel. No, we never waited. I took her for sushi. She wanted to. And that'll conclude the episode. Peace. This is a commercial for my new movie available on Amazon.com. It's called The Horse's Ass. It's a short film. When four wild bridesmaids lose the family engagement ring during a raucous bachelorette party, they bring to court the suspected culprit, their stripper, Centaur. Here's a little audio teaser just for you. The stripper stole my engagement ring. Time out. Did you really eat those scorpions? My client is a proud member of a stoic race of mythical creatures. He stuffed me like a turkey last night. I am Phaedipides. Let the record show that he is a total dick. Are you sure you passed the bar? I have never passed out. Not at the bar, not ever. Pagan whores! Pagan whores, your honor. The defense calls Jean Latifa. I drove them to a ladies' establishment called Floppy Richards. I accidentally touched her booby area. Fuck you! Yeah, I pulled that tasty little wallaby out of the sea turtle tank. It's very true what they say about horses. Huge. We centaurs live by a code. Our gold must be earned, our women powerful. And preferably with massive breasts. Fantastically, I consent. But you give it all up to become a mythical slut bag. Objection, your honor. If that sounds like it might float your boat, give a little clicksy on that link in the podcast description. Check it out, giggle, and maybe even leave us a nice thoughtful review on Amazon describing your experience. Bless you, my child.